flowing together as husband and wife. In 1 Peter chapter 3, God gives us practical principles on how to flow together as husbands and wives or a husband and a wife. And in this session, we are going to look at portions of this Bible and I believe that God is going to reveal his wisdom unto us. In 1 Peter 3, 1, it says that in like manner, you married women be submissive to your own husband, which means he said, subordinate yourselves as being secondary to and dependent on them and adapt yourselves to them so that even if any do not obey the word of God, they may be won over not by discussion by by but by the godly lives of their wives the verse says that wives are to adapt themselves to their husbands this does not mean or imply that the wife is supposed to be a doormat in the relationship or in the marriage but to adapt yourself means to fit and flow together so god is saying that the husband and the wife must fit into each other and they must flow together not that one should become a doormat to be trampled upon so even when you read the king james he talks about the fact that likewise you wives be in subjection to your own husband that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be warned by the conversation of the wives. In this translation, the word conversation means talking, it, it, it doesn't mean talking or babbling. To be warned by the conversation of the wives in the King James English version means warned by the godly lifestyle of the wife so if you are a christian and you are married your attitude your behavior the way you talk the way you do whatever you do at home must depict godliness it shouldn't be that whenever you speak anytime you speak then your husband gets angry at you or our attitude and behavior but but that he said whatever we do whatever we do in the house in the house so so that they will be won they will be won by our godly lifestyles so whilst i mean they behold their conversation coupled with fear you know this means that the husband will see how the wife fears and obeys god and he will see a quality of life a meekness and a tenderness in her in first peter 3 he said whose adorning let it not be 
that outward adorning of plating the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel. Many people, many preachers have interpreted this verse to mean that you are not supposed to wear jewelry or fix your hair. Now, if they are going to interpret the first part of this verse this way, then they need to interpret the last part in a similar manner. Then, they need to uh, interpret it that you are not supposed to put on an apparel either. You see, what we need to understand is that they all fit together. But obviously, God is saying that the focus is on moderation. What is the spirit of the Lord trying to convey to us? I believe he's saying that don't let the outward decoration that you put on and the improvement that you make outwardly outdo the inward improvement that you make. Which means that all that you are shouldn't be about the nice dresses you wear, the nice hair, your earrings, your gold chains and all that. But he's talking about building ourselves inwardly. Inwardly. Inwardly because the the truth of the matter is there are a lot of women out there who only adorn themselves physically but within them some are immature some have not built themselves in any way so god is saying that in first peter 3 3 he said your adorning shouldn't only be outward adorning but it should rather also reflect what is in you so in as much as you are looking good outside inwardly you must be more beautiful so but sometimes these things are misinterpreted and there are things that i want us to look at um, at this moment so at this moment what are the some of the things we can look at number one In order for us to flow together as husbands and wives, we must honor each other. Or let me say, honor your mate. So if you are a man, honor your wife. If you are a wife, honor your husband. In 1 Peter 3 7, is that likewise? Ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. 
and us being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers be not hindered to honor someone is to treat them the way you want to be treated how do you want to be treated if you are a man how do you want to be treated if you are a woman do you want to be treated like a king then you must treat your mate in the same manner if you are the king treat her like a queen if you are the queen treat him like a king and that treatment will come back to you you see if you want to be treated well if you want to be honored you must learn how to honor others you can't treat people anyhow and expect others to honor you so if you are a husband you don't treat your wife anyhow speak to her anyhow as though she doesn't exist as a human being and you turn around and say that you are supposed to respect me the same way applies to a woman a woman must respect the man it's reciprocal because what you sow is what you get so when you honor the other person the same way you want to be treated you get it back so we need to do things together that are special to one or the other you see your marriage relationship sets the tone even for your relationship with your children if you lose your own relationship with let's say your wife or your husband you are going to struggle to establish that relationship with your children but if we keep our relationship strong then we can keep our love our care and everything that we want to give in the family all of us can work towards it another thing about treating a person the way you want to be treated is in the realm of forgiveness you must be quick to forgive there are a lot of people a lot of marriage couple who find themselves in the marriage relationship and some are harboring issues keeping things for years and because of this it has distorted the communication in the house it has distorted everything just because the other person has refused to forgive in order for us to flow together we must be quick to forgive many people many couple go through periods of unforgiveness holding grudges and keeping score of what the husband or wife did or didn't do you see keeping all these things begins to create a crack in the relationship 
And by the time you realize, your relationship has gotten to a point that you never thought you ever reach. So, many couples are having a lot of issues because they have refused to forgive. But we are expected to forgive quickly. Sometimes people can rattle off their scorecards in 10 seconds, uh, go through the whole list and say, yesterday you did this, last two years you did this, last three years you did it, this is what you did some few hours ago. We begin to bring in the past into the present. And when you bring the past into the present, you contaminate the future. But when you cancel the list and say, I forgive, a bone begins to develop. Forgiveness begins with you being willing to say, I was wrong. Please forgive me. Don't, sometimes you shouldn't feel too big. Like, why should I say I am sorry? Why should I say I am sorry? Sometimes you are not the one at fault, but for the sake of peace, just say sorry so that peace will prevail. Peace will prevail. So we must learn to honor our mates or learn to honor each other. In First Peter 3.8, it says, Finally, be ye all of one mind. The second thing I want us to look at is that we must be of one mind. You see, it takes an effort to be of one mind. It takes an effort to be in one thought, but it is possible. It is possible. Is it many people don't have the ability to receive or give correction to each other. But in order to give correction, you've got to be able to receive it as well. You can't say that I can't be corrected, but I can correct. Always, we have to remember this principle because too many times, people are quick to give correction, but it is hard for them to receive it. And when you are that type, when you are that individual, it will be very difficult for you to come to a conclusion with your partner. You can't be of one mind. The Bible says that to get the log or beam out of your own eyes, you know, then you will be able to see clearly how to get the splinter out of the other person's eye. So, God is saying that you must know what is wrong with you. Then after you have taken that look off your eyes, then you will know what is wrong with others or your partner and say that if you do it this way or if I, uh, 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 you go this way, I believe is going to help us. But you can do that when you yourself, you are able to receive correction. 
then the two of you come to a conclusion or you have one mind and then you can say that let's do it this way let's move this direction and you know it won't seem as great to you when you are working on yourself to get rid of wrong attitudes and feelings when you go to the other person you go to them in meekness and humility if you have something to say to them so we need to have one mind one uh, uh, direction you know two people in a relationship who have two separate visions will always have separation of visions and they will never be able to come to a conclusion on anything so you realize that there is always disagreement this person i don't understand this why should this thing be done why this there is always something argument in the house and it takes away the peace out of the house so we must come to the uh, uh, let me say conclusion or we must be of one mind one thing i want us to look at again is having compassion for one another first peter 3 8 talks about having compassion one of another love as brethren be pitiful and be courteous to be pitiful means to be sympathetic with each other have sympathy for the other person you need to be able to feel what your mate is going through then this this verse says to be courteous with one another so we must be able to feel what the other person is going through sometimes some of the words that we speak to the other person it cuts sharper than salt it cuts sharper deeper than two edges salt and it's like we don't care we must be pitiful be sympathetic towards your mate appreciate the fact that they also go through pains if they are not treated right so you see out of the abundance of the heart the mouth will speak which means that what is down inside your heart will come out will come out let's say a moment that you are under pressure so but in those times let's be careful let's be careful the things that we say the attitude that we display do we take the feelings of the other person into consideration or we do it selfishly without thinking about the other person that is why it is important that you spend time with god on a daily basis when you spend time with him 
then your time in relationship with other people will be strengthened by the word. What is inside of you will come out in your attitude, words, and thoughts towards others. Watch this. What is in you will come out in your attitude. In your attitude. Sometimes you can be rude. Sometimes the words that comes out of your mouth. Sometimes even the, the countenance of our faces alone towards our partners. It shows that we are not sympathetic towards them. You might, you might, you have to be very simple. That is why the Bible talks about the fact that a man must dwell with a woman with wisdom. If you are not wise, don't get married. If you are not wise, don't enter into any relationship because it takes maturity. It takes understanding. For you to be able to understand the other person, you need patience. And you must be willing to accept the fact that you are also not perfect. Relationships are not meant for two perfect people. It's meant for two imperfect people. And they are saying that through our imperfection, let's make sure that this thing works. So, it is very important we understand this thing. Then lastly, you should not render evil for evil. First Peter 3 9. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing. Now, in First Peter 3, that is what the word of God says. In other words, when, when someone does you wrong, just bless them and be good to them. Sow a blessing to them. So a blessing to them. When your partner does something, when your partner wrongs you, don't insist that I'm going to pay you back with uh, 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 in hundredfolds or in, in times ten what you did to me. If you do that, you can never move along as husband and as a wife. But instead, you must sow peace you must sow blessing. If you sow a blessing to someone else, you it will come back to you. Which means that you also sow blessings from people if one day you should wrong the other person or offend the other person. You go According to Galatians 6-7, whatever we sow, we reap. You see, this is true in every area of our lives we must plant a seed of love when our mate is going through a difficult time or when uh, 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 you are in a situation in which it looks like there is strife don't join the strife with another person so so mercy and, and and love into that situation and you see that person change right before your eyes when there is try, when there is misunderstanding, and do, do, don't try to push it to the limit. Don't try to add more kerosene or petrol to the fire. 
but you must apply wisdom you must apply wisdom you we must be emotionally matured before we say i do because marriage is beyond feelings it takes a lot of wisdom a lot of patience for marriages to work marriage is work things don't happen automatically so we must be careful from day one the person we decide to move on to, to the person we decide to settle down with the person you, you have decided to say i do too you must watch it because it doesn't end there it comes with other things it comes with other things so sometimes irrespective of what happens before you react it is important that you stop and ask yourself that how would jesus act in this situation you mu- we must walk in self-control of the holy spirit that is inside of us a lot of people say that well i just don't have control this is just my nature this is how i am i can't change no it is not your nature you have the spirit of god to help you when you were born again and engrafted into christ you received a new nature but it is up to us to live out that new nature you see any time we are about to take any action or speak any word we must stop we must stop and get and get control over ourselves sometimes if we had exercised enough patience in our marriages our marriages where they have gotten to where it got to if you want to see good days in your marriage refrain your tongue from speaking evil and deceit if you control our tongue from speaking a dread, in a detrimental way towards the other person the truth of the matter is many marriages can be saved can be saved so we must stop and get self-control. We must not render evil for evil. No matter what the other person does to us. We shouldn't try to pay the person back. It is not worth it. But rather, we should respond in love. And if we do these things, you see that we are going to see changes in our lives, in our relationships, in our marriages, And there is going to be a transformation in our family life. As you have heard this word, may the Lord give you understanding. May the Lord give you knowledge. May the Lord cause you to have peace in your home. And may every storm in your marriage be calmed. In Jesus' name, amen.